forgot the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Pokemon Variety Hour. Welcome to Pokemon Variety Hour, the show where we talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I'm, I'm your host, Riley. Here with my co-host, Odin. Uh, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Don't mind us. We're just a little, oh my uh, God. A little slow today. We we didn't do one last week, and we're doing one at the last minute this week, so Variety Hour has been out of my brain for so long that I just completely blanked on how to fucking start it. That's a tragedy. But yeah, I'm here with Odin, as usual, the reliable one. Uh, basically. And we're going to do a show for you today. Here on this very special episode, this very special episode number of 69. Um, <laughs> so, so, Odin, what have you been doing in Pokemon this week? Well, I have recently been participating in gym battles for a Facebook page that um, was someone who's on our, who's on the Pixels Discord. And I, I, I run a gym. I can't say what gym I run because just in case they decide to listen to it, um, they they can't actually know. I I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it or get in trouble. But anyways, I run a gym, and if they beat me, I give them a specific kind of Pokemon that has a badge as its OT, and it's a it's a special Pokemon. Uh, it's shiny and it's holding an item, so it's pretty exciting. Um, Is it I a Pikachu? Have... No, it's not. Aww. Um, I have been playing a lot of Pokemon Omega Ruby and Ultra Moon. I picked up a new 2DS XL Pokeball edition so that I could uh, play and go and catch legendaries and stuff on there because I figured, hey, that'd be fun, you know? Yeah. But um, I've been doing a lot of Sword and Shield stuff. Um, I started breeding for a shiny Rockruff. We'll see where that goes and where that gets us. Ooh, that's fun. Get that shiny boy, that shiny doggo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything else? Um, Honestly, nothing really. Uh, I guess a lot of Pokemon Go. Uh, did uh, the Go Fest yesterday. Um, missed a couple... Uh, I missed a bit of the first, like, couple hours of it, but I started... I jumped in at the very tail end of it, and... I guess not necessarily... Just- very tail. You kids, you kids have fun with your Go Festival. It's already over by the time this episode actually comes out. But this is more talking to you, Odin, and like other people in this circle. Like you, you kids have fun with your Go Fest. I just can't justify spending fifteen dollars on a mobile game. That's fair. I don't think anybody really can, to be honest with you. I think I spent I spent money on Pokemon Go once, and it was really funny because, like, I remember it was just like. I wouldn't have if it was my own money, but it was my money that my mom gave me for a field trip to like yeah. eat. Don't don't worry, don't worry. Hold on. It was the last day of the field trip. Okay. I only had to pay for one more meal, and I had like thirty dollars left. So I was like, all right, I can buy some Pokeballs. Well then, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, because I ran out of Pokeballs because I was because I was on a road trip, so I actually had an opportunity to fucking catch Pokemon and shit because I was in different places. So yeah. I ran out of Pokeballs, so I bought more. That's understandable. That's understandable. But yeah, no, I've um, I, I've I've played a lot. I, I've uh, past couple of days, I've played a lot. Uh, 
Pokemon Go. Um, I've ran into two shiny unknown. Got one for Gingy since I since the unknown that I got happened to be a shiny duplicate. Crazy stuff, honestly. Um, honestly, though, it's been fun. It really has been. I, I've not uh, regretted any bit of it. I'm not a really huge Pokemon Go player, but I, I have enjoyed it. I really have. I'm glad. Yeah, it seems like you've been having a fun week in Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely have been. Catching so many Pokemon. I, it's ridiculous. It, it seriously, seriously is. The fact that they gave you 200 Great Balls um, in the beginning of day one, if you uh, activated an Incense, you immediately got 200 Great Balls. And it was just amazing. That, that helped me out tremendously. Because... Like most other people, <clears throat> I didn't have all those Pokeballs because I haven't played the game very much. I don't walk around. I don't go to Pokestops. I, I haven't done that in so long. I mean, occasionally I'll, I'll I'll open it up and I'll be like, "Yeah, hey, you know, here's here's a here's a here, here's a Pokestop. Let me go ahead and grab that." But no, I yeah, there's a Pokestop in a gym, like. A fucking stone toss from my house and I still only barely go to them. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the gym right now because my team has control of it at the moment, so. That's not too bad. That's that's my contribution to the Pokemon Go world is whenever another team goes and takes over that gym, I just go and beat the shit out of them real quick and take it back. Huh. But um, as for me, I haven't played a whole lot, but I have played a couple things. Um... This is kind of going in reverse order, but it's the order my brain is telling me to say them. So, uh, yesterday, I finally picked up Mystery Dungeon for, like, the first time in weeks. Yeah. I didn't play it. I've only played it for, like, a half hour, but whatever. It was still, you know, I got, I got some progress done. I killed Zapdos and saved Shift Tree, which was yeah. not a very hard battle, considering I had recruited, like, fucking eight Pokemon. <laughs> and they just, they just pummeled the shit out of them. Oh my god. And what's funny is the battle got finished by a Dunsparce. It was very <laughs> funny. Because I, I had recruited a Dunsparce. I had given it an apple. It was one of the fainted Pokemon that you give an apple. And it had rollout. So it, it had been charging up its rollout throughout the whole battle. And then like the last move, he like landed like this gigantic fucking rollout combo and just slaughtered that dude. So yeah. Dunsparce, best Pokemon. New meta. Huh. <laughs> Dunsparce Dunsparce is pretty good and then there was, I played like 20 minutes of Oraz, I got it started I picked my starter and me and Odin are going to fight when we're both done with the game, which you forgot oh, to mention okay. Oraz, didn't you? Oh No, I, I said I've been playing Oraz and I've been playing oh, okay. uh, and I've been playing o I've been playing Omega Ruby and I've been playing Ultra Moon, I, I did state both of them Alright, well yeah I, I started Oraz and I picked Torchic, Trico is my favorite, but Odin already got Tico, and I didn't want to be a dirty copier, so I picked Torchic. Yeah. And that... instead of naming him KFC like a normie, I named him uh, what is still a chicken restaurant pun, but I, I think is also just a cool name in general, Wild Wing. I think it's a pretty good name. I think I did pretty good. Oh, god, yeah. So yeah, I got Wild Wing the Torchic ready to go on a journey. And I'll probably play more of that later. And then uh, there was... I, I started up Pokemon White, and I got to basically right before I'm going to take on the first gym. 
because my fucking DS emulator on my laptop is actually working for a change, and I was like, oh, maybe it's working. Maybe it's just going to work now. Huh. But then it turns out, after I played white for about an hour and I turned it off, the next time I turned on my computer, it was just as laggy as usual, so... Well, shit. I don't know if I'm going to be getting back to that white playthrough anytime soon. It sucked, too, because I was playing Poco... Uh, not Pokemon. Sonic Rush as well, and I was getting into that game. Huh. And then my computer's like, DS doesn't work no more. And I'm like, God damn it. Well then. DS no work no more. But, um... That's depressing. Is there anything else? Um, I don't think so. <sighs> morning time, people. We recorded this Bro, in the morning. I am tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so tired, man. Man, afternoons really are the best time to record a podcast. Whenever I record a podcast in the afternoon, I'm always high energy and I'm doing good. But whenever it's the morning or the night, I'm just like, uh, I want to sleep instead of this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's about it. So it's time to move into our topic. This is a very, very special episode, episode 69, a very important number to many people. <laughs> so, so it's, it's 69. Hell yeah. High five. <laughs> 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 we both did the clap. <laughs> That's good. So, That's good. Today, to celebrate the, the occurrence of episode 69, we're talking about breeding. Ooh, breeding. So, starting in generation, do you have a background? Starting in generation two, the Pokemon Daycare, which in the first generation was where you could leave one Pokemon and it would level up with the steps you were taking throughout your adventure. So basically they would train it for you, but it would, it would get its moves undeleted, which was the downside. But starting in Gen 2, you could leave two Pokemon in there. And also starting in Gen 2, there were genders. Oh, yeah. And if you put a Pokemons that were male and female, and they were in a compatible group... So basically, if they were the same species, or if they were in another group of species that basically lines up, yeah, they could breed and produce an egg. And this feature has continued throughout the rest of the series. So, Odin, you you seem very excited to talk about this. You're you're a experienced breeder yourself, yes. I am indeed an experienced Pokemon breeder. <laughs> yep, the so, breeding Pokemon. Yep. Um, I I can definitely say that I have probably bred a lot of Pokemon in my day, uh, mostly for shinies, but doing also a lot of breeding for competition Pokemon, essentially for uh, competitive. Um, yeah, yeah. For and let me for let me tell you, over the course of the generations, breeding for competitive Pokemon has drastically altered throughout each generation. There there's always been like different different ways or better new ways that have come out to breed for. Uh, competitive Pokemon and passing of like IVs and stuff like that. IVs are individual values that actually decided they determine the the potency of each stat role essentially. Um, that's probably the mm. most, that's probably the most important part, which has always been 
whatever what pretty much what every competitive Pokemon player does. It's always been that. Now it's a little bit different in Sword and Shield. It's it's literally easy. You breed a Pokemon, it doesn't have a nature you want or IVs, that's fine. You got the Pokemon you want. Give it a yeah, you can bottle caps and mints. Get yeah. it to level one hundred and hyper train it. You're done. You have a competitive Pokemon. You don't even have to worry about it anymore. You can just spend your time breeding for shinies and then make those shiny Pokemon competitive. It has become Wait, how, so simple. What is a hyper training? How do you do that? So hyper training, um, I guess it's... Hyper training was introduced back in Gen 6, so X and Y, I believe. Uh, it originally, Wait, it's, it was super training originally. It was super training in that point in time because uh, it dealt with uh, punching bags and stuff. That was a really fun way to get them up. I am definitely one of those people that also very time consuming. Oh my gosh, was it time consuming? It was yeah, well, I, I just want to put into perspective for you. I had started an ORAS Nuzlocke where it was basically so I was doing X and Y with it was coming up to the time where I was going to do X and Y with the Dicketeers. Yeah. And I figured everybody was going to be super training. They, they ended up banning it, but that was after the fact. So I like, I started an ORAS Nuzlocke basically to like train my endurance so like i was tr super training every pokemon i got yeah. and i never got very far at that in a nuzlocke i never even got the first badge but Ooh. because of super training on that file when i deleted it to start my new game yesterday i had seven hours and 30 minutes clocked in that is ridiculous but that is also yeah. that's like the time amount of that's like the amount of time i would have just in super and just in super training I was that kid who would super train my story mons so that I would be okay. That's that's what I'd do. And it, it was fun, but really dumb. Yeah, I, I missed the super training in Gen 7. Like, I know they had the fucking, like, uh, battle, whatever. Not battle. What the fuck was it? The, the Festival Plaza tent where you could train your EVs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that wasn't as cool. I missed the super training. What's hyper training like? So hyper training, um, it's only available when you get your Pokemon up to level 100. You go to mm -hmm. Rose Tower, and you um, essentially you go over to one of the people who are standing at the desk, and you give them bottle caps to completely um, raise up the IV of a Pokemon. Or if you give them a golden bottle cap, it'll completely raise up the like all of them. So. Oh, okay, I yep. see. And now there's a new thing called mints in this game where you don't even need to have the nature on the Pokemon you want if you breed it. You come across a shiny from breeding, you don't need to worry about it. Because literally, you can just go ahead and like change its uh, nature with a fucking mint. And the game that is actually, so the mints, The mints actually fucking made a Pokemon who was long useless finally get some sunlight because yeah. and when I played Pokemon Sun, no, I have a story for this. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. When go I played it. Pokemon Sun, I had an Alolan Raichu, which I had caught as a Pichu, like, way, way back in the first round of the game. Yeah. Now, when it's like a Pichu and a Pikachu, you don't really notice nature, because, like, it doesn't make that huge of a difference, like, earlier in the game. Yeah. But then later in the game, I'm like, man, these, these Thunderbolts and Psychics, they're really, they, they don't like to kill things. Like, my my favorite, my Raichu's favorite thing to do would be to almost kill something, <laughs> leave it at, like, 1 HP, and then, like, die, because he had no defense, because he's a Raichu. Jeez. And then, 
come to find out, like, right before the Pokemon League, I finally looked. Am I right? You had a fucking adamant nature. <laughs> Plus attack, minus special attack, and it was rocking Thunderbolt and Psychic as its main attack moves. Oh my god. And then when I had Jinji smuggle over my Sun Team to Pokemon Sword and Shield, because, like, Crazily enough, just by complete happenstance, all the Pokemon I chose to use in my Sun campaign were all in the Sword and Shield deck, so I was able to get them all onto my Shield cartridge. Yeah. And I did the Battle Tower solely so I could get a fucking Modest Mint to give to my Raichu so he could not be fucking useless anymore. Well then. So now I, I plan on using him in the DLC campaign just so he has his time in the sun to actually be useful now that he's has actual special attack. Yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, the hyper training makes things a lot easier. Fact. It does. It really does. Um, but yeah, no, the only, I think the only downside about the mints, though, when changing their nature is that that nature that was changed by the mint is not transferable. Uh, through breeding. So it's just a face value nature. It's not anything that you can pass on. Yeah, so if you want another one of those Pokemon, you're going to have to get that min again. Yep. Exactly. Which means more more of the battle tower. More of just over and over. Oh, yeah. And the nice thing, though, is that they it, it really helps out. It all kind of... The whole battle tower aspect and the breeding, it, it all plays together. Because if you play more the battle tower or you do like online competition, uh, you like do the online battling, you earn yeah. battle points. And the higher rank you end up ending a season at, you actually get rewards and stuff at the beginning of the next season. Uh, you earn battle points, you earn mints, you earn items and stuff. So it's not like it's fruitless ventures. You get a lot of stuff out of it, which entail helps you out with breeding and for next future pokemon to come out or pokemon that you're going to breed for 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 uh, competitive and stuff so i really like being able to use bp to get the stuff that you need to make your pokemon good because i've always been a stern believer that like battling should be what earns me the things i need to get these pokemon to be good yeah. not just fucking running around hatching eggs and shit until one happens to be okay <laughs> I gotcha. But being gotcha. of running around and hatching eggs and shit, that's our topic today. Um, oh, yeah. Another another big aspect of breeding is uh, shiny hunting. The, the Basuda method. There are so there are massive amounts of ways for uh, for shiny hunting, but the Masuda method is one of uh, one of my favorites, honestly. And honestly, I feel like yeah, it's the Masuda method painful. is the most popular. Probably least painful, too. So yeah. the pseudo-method, for those who don't know the terminology, you probably know about it, but some don't know the terminology anymore. Um, it's basically, if you breed a, a Pokemon, Pokemon for two different countries, they have a slightly bigger chance of being shiny. So you know, you know people are abusing that all the time. Oh, yeah. Get those shiny babies. So, uh, yeah, it's very popular to just grab yourself a foreign ditto and just go to town with that Masuda method. Yep. I personally, I mostly did this breeding topic just for one for the 69 joke and two because I wouldn't want to talk about it. I don't have a whole lot of experience in breeding. Like, my patience is very thin, just in general. 
So, like, I try to breed shiny sometimes, and then I get, like, 50 eggs in, and I'm like, all right, let's not. <laughs> like, with, like, I think my most recent thing was I tried to shiny hunt Grookey, and I got, like, 60 eggs in, and I was like, I want to do something else with this video game now. Yeah. Sword and Shield overall, just, this is off topic, but, like, whenever I open Sword and Shield, I don't keep it open very long, because it just doesn't have a lot of replayability to me. You know, some people have that same feeling, you know. Honestly, I... So, okay, so Sword and Shield's story was... It was okay. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Um, and the I, campaign... My biggest problem is the campaign has nothing to do besides gym battles. And yeah. it teases you. That's why I hate Leon so much. Because, like, things happen that you're like, Yay, I finally get to do something that isn't a gym battle. And Leon's <laughs> like, nah, nah, I'll handle this. You go, yeah. you go fight your silly gyms. Yeah, but I I I did honestly thoroughly enjoy the uh, I did I did honestly enjoy the gameplay though. Still, um, for me, it's it's not always just about the uh, story, which is which is weird. A lot of people typically are all about story and how the game actually presents itself. But for me, uh, a lot of it kind of boils down to. Do I like the graphics of the game and like how the battling looks? Do I like how the Pokemon look? That is what draws me in. It's not necessarily the story itself. It's, an, it's a weird way to play the game. It's, it's all battle mechanics, what's available, and what um, how does everything look? That's what it is for me. If the story's bad, if I can find some other justifiable reason to keep playing the game, I will. You see, the thing with Sword and Shield for me is it's not necessarily about the quality of the story, per se. Like, in the way that it's, like, like the actual, like, quality of the plot. Like, Gen 3, very stupid plot. Well, Orez, because I don't like Gen 3 that much, so we'll talk about Orez, the one I do like. Orez, very stupid plot. But it's yeah. a plot that gives me the opportunity to fight a lot of different battles, and that's what I want. And with Sword and Shield... It sort of hangs those battles over your head, like the like the like that insurance commercial, and then like they pull it away from you. Gotta be quicker than that. Oh, like a dollar on the decision run. <laughs> you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and Sword and Shield, just in general, it does look good. It is technically the best in terms of looks. Yeah. But only by a little bit, which is weird because we've jumped from the 3DS which I believe wasn't even a high-definition console, to a home console on the Nintendo Switch. So that should have been a huge graphical le leap from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon instead of a tiny one. Yeah. It, it should have been more. Uh, it, at the same time, you know, it's, it, it's, it still could have been way worse. I just feel like Sword and Shield in general, both in its campaign and just uh, graphics and a lot of general things lacks a lot of polish that would have come from it having more development time. I think with yeah. I think personally with Pokemon moving to home consoles, there should be like two year development cycles instead of one year. Because they obviously rushed this game in a lot of aspects. Yeah. Which is why even though I enjoy Sword and Shield, I've never not enjoyed a main Pokemon game. So they are my least favorite games in the franchise considering even though I enjoyed them. Yeah. But anyway, enough about me shitting on the new Pokemon game that everybody likes. Uh -huh. 
So, so do but, you have some fun Masuda method stories for us in your shining breeding escapades? So everybody, whenever when anybody is ever breeding for uh, Pokemon, you know, and they're using the the Masuda method, uh, it, it's more popular among streamers and whatnot. But they'll have people guess like how many eggs this is gonna take, you know, because when you're doing the Masuda method, it's like in Sword and Shield Masuda method with Shiny Charm, it's like one in like five hundred some chance to actually get a uh, shiny Pokemon. Now, it's not like out of every 500-some Pokemon, you're guaranteed one. It's literally you have a one in 500-some chance per Pokemon you hatch. So, you, you there's no there's no like I'm getting closer to it. It's just, is it going to happen? I don't know. Let's hatch a egg and find out. I have had several moments in this time period where I have hatched Pokemon right away, like within the first 10 eggs to where I'm still trying to hunt for a shiny Larvitar and I'm 1700 plus eggs in. So it, it's, it's crazy. I have hatched multiple Pokemon by accident that were shiny while in the process of trying to get them with the right nature to breed it, breed one that has the right nature and then take the old one out and put the new one with the right nature in with the, holding an Everstone. Cause that's one of the items that that's the item that passes on the nature when breeding Pokemon. Um, Man, trying to breed shiny competitive Pokemon sounds like a whole lot of layers of bullshit. Because, like, it's got to hurt so much when you get that shiny finally and then it has, like, the wrong nature and terrible IVs. Well, see, the nice thing about it, this is, is that if you're a competitive Pokemon player, it doesn't really... You don't have to really worry about what nature it is because you have the battle points to grab the mint for it. Uh, you probably have the bottle caps to adjust the IVs. So everything's fine. But if you're a person who doesn't do a lot of like online competition and you're still and you're trying to breed for competitively for competitive Pokemon, you need to make sure that you have the nature that you want at least. Because getting the bottle caps, those are that's actually really easy right now. And now honestly, getting the mints is easy because they're all over, they're hidden all over the Isle of Armor. So you, you can just literally find them literally anywhere. And I mean, they don't cost a crazy amount of BP, do they? I don't they're remember like very well. They're like 50 while. or so, like 50 or 48, something like a pop. Well, that's not like too much, but it's it's still a lot for some people. Because most people don't have that much. Uh, if you, But if you do competitive play, then yeah, you do. But for a casual, it's, it's not likely. It's not likely to have, honestly, that much. Um, is, that, is that a wild Val appearing that I hear? Is that the We have a we have Val hopping in. Sorry, I didn't mean to hop in mid-recording. Fashionably late. No, I I I I told you you could. So Odin's really going. <laughs> All right, Odin, continue your stuff about the mints, and then I, I assume Val has some breeding stories. But um, but honestly, no. Like the mints are now much much easier to get a hold of. Um, but there's they, if you're not like an active like running around Isle of Armor and looking for them, or you're not like a constant online competitor, getting a hold of these mints is not going to be something that's going to be super simple for you. Which yeah. can make your breeding a little bit more difficult because now you have to specifically start breeding for Pokemon with specific natures. And you may or may not find your shiny before then. 
Um, I know I have two instances and and two instances in particular that I ran into this. My first one was cottony. Um, I hatched a shiny cottony within 25 eggs because um, it was an accident. I mean, it was technically on purpose because I was breeding for a shiny, but I wasn't trying to get the shiny yet. I was just trying to get a, uh, a a specific nature cottony, and I got the nature I wanted, but I also got a shiny, so win-win there. The second one is that I hatched a shiny pumpkaboo for my wife in five eggs. Five eggs. So that was neat. That was the shortest, shortest shiny run I've ever had. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Five eggs. Yeah. That's really five awesome. Eggs. Um, that's not honestly that Jinji has hatched a Pokemon, a shiny Pokemon in one egg. First egg. That happened? Yeah. That I don't remember that. Very it was a Froakie, I believe. He hatched a shiny Protean Froakie in one egg. Oh, that's I awesome. There, I was there for it. It, it was insane. Uh, so Val, I, I believe you dabble in the shiny breeding as well, yes? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, you have man, any stories have, that you'd like I to share? So many horror stories. Horror stories. <laughs> horror stories. Oh Not God, just stories, horror. ladies. The horror stories. So, um, hang on, I got a balloon to click on really quick. Of course, it's not the right one I need. Okay, anyway, um, I was breeding for specifically in Sword and Shield. I was breeding for a shiny Wulu because what my order of Pokemon. <laughs> I started the first Pokemon I hunted for in that game was. Ponyta, because I love Galarian Ponyta. I think it's adorable. I wanted the shiny Galarian Ponyta. I got it. I got its nature. I got its ability. No problem. It only took, like, 300 eggs. I was really happy about it. Then I went to Growlithe. And <laughs> Growlithe and I have a love-hate relationship. We'll get into that later. But after I got my Growlithe, I found... Um, I was I was confused. I was like, I don't know what Pokemon I should go for. And one of my roommates had told me... Get Wooloo. You talk about Wooloo all the goddamn time. Get fucking Wooloo. I'm like, Wooloo. you know what? I was she like, you know what? It. I was like, you know what? I am going to get my oo My oo woo So, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yes, my, my Wooloo's name is Oo-Woo. Um, oo <laughs> So, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I have, I've had this pretty decent luck. I mean, I got my Growlithe in a decent amount of eggs. I got my, I got my uh, Ponytown less than, uh, less than 500 eggs. I think I'll be okay. I started going. And I kept okay. going. And I mm -hmm. kept going. And I got so yep. many fucking rulers. <laughs> and it took me. I have the count. Specifically, it took me. I'm listening How to my mother scream. Okay. I got it took me seven hundred and fifty three eggs to get my Wulu. Over the course of like six days. Totaled out hour-wise, because I have it took me six hours to get it, but that's over six days. So I did like an hour a day, <laughs> and <laughs> and then to make it better, the last Pokemon I went and hunted was Rockruff, specifically Own Tempo Rockruff. Which, for those of you who don't know, Own Tempo Rockruff, that is the only Rockruff that is able to evolve into the Dusk form of Lycanroc. You have to have Own Tempo. You don't have own tempo, you are not getting the dusk form. You're gonna get midday or midnight form. And everybody in this stream can vouch for it. When I found that rack rough, I cried. <laughs> Cause it was still just under a thousand eggs. I have not knock on wood yet to pass surpass a thousand on eggs in uh, sword and shield. 
I've done over a thousand in other games. I've done almost three thousand on certain games. And I think that one was for a. I want to say I was breeding for a shiny. Snivy. Because I've soft, I've I've soft reset games before. Like I I wanted to start when I, play, for what I did play through of uh, Sun and Moon, I soft reset for a shiny Rowlet, and that took me a hot minute too. Yeah, soft resetting is uh Well, isn't soft resetting in Sun and Moon like a really time consuming process? Like don't you have to go through like thirty seconds of cutscene shit before you can soft reset again? What? Because like before you pick the starter, there's like a cutscene, so you have to go through that every time. In um, Sun and Moon. Sun and Sun and Moon if you can save right before you go and pick your starter. Oh, okay. I could I could have oh. sworn there was something like that in Sun and Moon. Yeah, Sun and Moon, you're able to save right before you go onto the stage to get your starter. So it's not as bad as soft resetting in, like, other games where you don't have that minute to save. So, um... Yeah, but, like... Yeah, okay. When I breed, I've never been big on either of those, like, big, long breeding processes of competitive or shinies. I always try, and then my patience gets the better of me, and I just quit. But, like, when I was a kid and I was playing, like, Soul Silver and shit, my favorite use of the breeding system was always to, like, get, like, the baby Pokemon to have all the cool moves. Yeah. Like you could pass down moves. So I'd just get, like, a Cyndaquil who had, like, Fire Blast, and I'd be like, hell yeah, fucking burn him. <laughs> I just loved passing down, like, the big, strong moves to the babies. Like, look, I got, I got a little Bulbasaur over here. He has Solar Beam. <laughs> Do a dialgorade and I don't have fucking passes. Oh no! Big sad. Um, I kind of want to anyway. buy one. I have the coins to buy one. Oh, have you, uh, I have got you another then? guys. Hang on, 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 uh, on here. I got yep. another shiny unknown. Oh nice! I'm so happy for you. <laughs> have you ever dabbled in competitive breeding yourself, though? Mm, yes. How'd that go I, for you? <laughs> that was a fun time too. Um, <laughs> I used to, um, we used to do gym battles at conventions, and we used to be gym leaders. And I Ooh, would, fun. and I would breed my, my teams. And uh, <sighs> were you a good gym leader? Did you beat the guys? I beat I beat a decent amount. Some people were better because, like, we so we didn't do it based on like typing. Some of our teams were based on like themes. So what, like, mm -hmm. one of the one of the Years we did. Oh, I found Cliff. Thank fucking God. Um, one of the years we did uh, Alice in Wonderland theme. So we all were like characters from Alice in Wonderland. And I was cool. the, I was the Mad Hatter. So I had like Honchcrow, um, the Dene, L uh, Lopini, like anything that would be at the table for the tea party. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And it took me forever to breed for my Harnch Crow. And mm, I cried. Yeah. Cause I, not only did I want the right moveset for it, but I wanted the right... Um, I wanted it to be shiny. Oh. So I wanted a shiny Harnch Crow with its hidden ability. And that that was one of the ones that took me over a thousand eggs to get. Because I, I got in, in that time, I got three shiny haunch crows. None of them had their special, their hidden ability. Oh, that sucks. So those, 
those sucked. I mean, I kept, I obviously I kept them. I, uh, I think they're actually still in my copy of, did I do that in, I think I did that in Pearl. I think they're still in my copy of Pearl. I just, oh, damn, um, a long time ago. Oh yeah. That, that was the year we played on, I was playing on Pearl. But, um, if I, I, I plan on moving them up. Problem is that I don't own my own copy of black and white. I've played black and white. I don't own my own copy though. And because of that, I can't move it to home. Um, yeah. So I have Pokemon forever trapped in, in Pearl that I can't get to yet. And it makes me oh, sad man. to think about it. So I'm hoping to get... Colo uh, told me he would let me... He would, let me could, I could borrow his copy to move Pokemon. So that's something I gotta do. But yeah, so Honchcrow was one of the ones I used to breed compared to me. I did, I did Pumpkaboo. So I used the event Pumpkaboo that they had to get a shiny Pumpkaboo. So I yeah. had its... Oh, guys, I beat, I beat Cliff. Update, I beat Cliff. Yeah, I can get... I'm, I'm, I'm on the road to Victini. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, GoFest is going on in day two for GoFest of, as of recording. And I'm currently trying to get my fucking Victini. Because I got shit to do today, so I can't be playing Pokemon all day. <laughs> But hey, I you know what? I didn't buy the GoFest ticket, and I got my Victini anyway. In Pokemon Shuffle, <laughs> you know, Shuffle's a good game. I, I don't care Shuffle's what people say. Shuffle's a great game. People people got really pissy about Shuffle, and like some, a lot of people stopped playing it. I don't care what people say. I liked I liked Shuffle, but uh, Pumpkaboo was another one that I bred for, and Pumpkaboo didn't take me nearly as long. I think I got my Pumpkaboo with the right the stuff I wanted in like. 600 eggs? Nice. So that wasn't too bad. I do intend to breed a shiny pumpkaboo in Sword and Shield. I would I would love to use my event pumpkaboo again, but once again, that is also trapped in Pearl. <laughs> the pumpkaboo didn't exist until X and Y. Right. Was it X and Y? Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it, it is an X and Oh, no, I did move that up. What Pokemon? What's my event Pokemon that's trapped that I got in? Oh, my Arceus is trapped in Pearl. Oh, I see. I have an Arceus. I I have an Arceus, and that's trapped in Pearl. And my shiny Entei. And my shiny Raikou. That's all trapped in Pearl. Anyway, but but that's that's old. That's that's not important. So yeah, I do. I should actually pull my Pumpkaboo into home and go use that for breeding, so I can get a shiny Pumpkaboo with. I think the event Pokemon's ability was trick or treat because I think it was a Halloween event or something like that. I want to say that's what it was. It's something like that. So I kind of want to use that for breeding too. Yeah. But what I really like is that almost every Pokemon I've gotten is that I've bred for shiny. I've gotten not only if it, it wasn't it, it, the nature wasn't really a big thing for me because you know with mints and stuff we can change their natures, but. I was able to get a lot of them the like the this gender I wanted. So like my ponytail was a female ponytail. I wanted a female ponytail. I got my male Growlithe. Um, like not a lot of them I want specific ones for, but uh, I know I specifically did want my uh, Rockruff to be male because of the nickname I wanted it because I na- nicknamed it after the Norse god uh, Fenrir. And that's 
I wanted it to be male for that because I feel like it would be weird to be a female Rockruff. And I got it, and I cried. And if you listen uh, to Pixels at all, I'm sure a lot of you do, um, our guest Germs was actually on our call. He had never actually said he said he had never actually seen somebody react to getting a shiny before. And he was there when I got the rock rough and I was legitimately almost in tears. And he said, that is the first time I've seen somebody react that pumped about getting a Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, Fen- Fenrir is probably one of my favorite shinies I have right now, but I have my love hate relationship with, with Growlithe that will forever happen. I don't care that I got my rock, my, my uh, my Growlithe in Sword and Shield in 140 eggs because I still don't have one in Let's Go. And I lost four shinies because of that Growlithe that I was hunting in Let's Go. So, um, yeah. Rock, uh, Growlithe and I... Rockruff, I think, is replacing Growlithe as my, my pupper for a while. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because uh, Growlithe, Growlithe, Growlithe hates me. Growlithe said no. Gra- Growlithe did say no. Growlithe not only said no, but Growlithe was like, oh, you have a shiny Chansey, and a shiny Kadabra, and a shiny uh, Rattata, and Pidgey. Yeah, we're I not going to let you... I'm not going to let you keep those. I'm saying goodbye to your ca- your your catch combo, and we're just going to let the game do a system update, because for those of you who have never tried to shiny hunt in Let's Go, you need to have a catch combo, but when you have a catch combo, you can't save your game. And I had the catch combo set up all for Growlithe. And I found these other shinies and I was still going. And I decided to end my shiny hunting for the one night. And part of me said, I should, part of me told myself I should save. I feel like something's going to happen if I don't save. But I was like, no, it's okay because I'm just going to get back on the next morning. It'll be fine. In the middle of the night, my Switch did not, decided okay. to do a system update. Be okay. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't because my Switch decided to do a system update on its own. I did not confirm the system update. It did it in sleep mode. And I've never had that happen in any other system. Oh, wow. But it did. That being the Switch. That's the Switch, the Switch did it. baby. And That's I not only, lost, not only lost my catch combo, but I lost all four of those shinies I caught. And I cried. I was not happy. So, uh, and it's all because I tried to hunt a Growlithe. And I told myself someday... Maybe I'll sit down and do Let's Go again and try to get shiny uh, Growlithe again. But um, I like doing my dens, setting up my dens in Go, in Go, in uh, Sword and Shield, and doing my breeding in Sword and Shield because you know Masuda method does take a little bit of time, but honestly, at least I know that I don't need to have a catch combo. To worry about stupid eggs. <laughs> Can we talk about how archaic Nintendo is in terms of like their online and download functionality with like updates and shit and downloading games? I mean, with the like, for example, with the the 3DS, the 3DS it tells you, hey, you have a you have to do this update. You can't do online ca- um, compatibility and stuff like that unless you do it. And then most people are like, oh yeah, I should probably go do it, so they do it. But like sometimes with like the, Go ahead. With the switch, sometimes it's just like, no, we're just gonna do the update. We're like, I have to restart. You can't do anything until you do the update. And then even if you don't say yes, it's like I'm gonna do it anyways, fuck you. 
Hey, go fuck yourself. I am Nintendo. I am powerful. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just feel like in general, like, with game downloads, too, the way Nintendo works is just, like, on no other console, well, I can't speak for the Xbox, but I have to assume the Xbox works the same way the PS4 does. Um, on no other console, are you not allowed to use any other apps with network compatibility while a fucking game is downloading? Yeah, that is a problem. That is a big problem. Like, big... Nintendo Nintendo are such, like, old men when it comes to, like, most online functionality. Like, they don't pay for better servers. That's why they suck. And they don't... And their online functionality is all weird. Like, I feel like Sega could make a console. Sega, who hasn't made a console since 2000, and it would be less old man-ish than the fucking Nintendo consoles. Hmm. But, yeah. Overall, breeding pretty based. You can get shinies, you can get strong boy Pokemon. It's a very, it's a very welcome, it was a very welcome addition to the Pokemon world. And it makes yeah. it feel more real. Like, hey, you gotta use Pokemon, they can make another Pokemon. That's how it works in real life. And everybody knows Ditto is breeding fuel. Ditto yep. is Ditto is Pokemon whore. Ditto is a prostitute. <laughs> Ditto can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yep. I've seen that meme plenty of times. Mm. I'm being Ditto bit drawn. by a popper. Ditto drawn in, like, fishnets and shit. All whatever you want me. What, Smoking what a cigarette. <laughs> whatever you want yep. me to be. Are you done? Are you done? Can you be quiet, please? We're busy. What, Pepper? Pepper popper. Pepper popper popper? Pepper popper popper. She likes to make all the noise and attack me because she's mean to me. She doesn't love me. Oh, yeah. Val hasn't been on the show in a while. She has a puppy now. It's very cute. I do. I have a puppy. Her name is Pepper. It's an adorable puppy. She's... Ah! <laughs> she's so mean because she bites me. <laughs> she's like a Pokemon. She used bite attack. Ow! She does. It's super effective when she bites your fucking chest. Ow. Oh, God. That does sound painful. Jesus. Going right for the chest. Oof. But my cat she's... like bites my hand and my feet. I don't think well, she's ever she tried to bite my chest. She bites. She bites. Like, she nibbles. She's. I mean, she's still a puppy. She's only eight weeks old as of recording. Actually, she might be turning nine. She might actually have hit nine weeks now. So she might still be. She might be getting teethers in. So she nibble and she's teething, but she thinks that my arm and my ankles and basically every part of my body is a chew toy, but it's not a chew toy, right, Pepper? <laughs> licks my face. Wrong. I'm gonna chew you anyway. That's what she does. She's doing it right now. She's biting my hand as she sits on my lap because she insisted she had to sit on my lap. My like, cat's not a baby. He's just an asshole. But, uh, yes. I have. I did get a puppy. Her name is Pepper. She is a... Pepper oh, fuck. She is a chihuahua puppy. <gasps> baby. She doesn't look like a chihuahua, though. I think she looks more like a lab. The only time she looks like a chihuahua is when her ears go up, because her ears are maybe, folded maybe down. Maybe she's a mix of the two. No, she is. No, she's a purebred chihuahua. There's just there's a different there's different breeds of chihuahuas. I didn't know this, but there um, are different breeds of chihuahuas. And she, um... She's that. She's... she's her mom is... Was an an all black an all black chihuahua. Her dad was one of the regular brown ones, and she's brown or she's bla all black with like white tufts on her chest, and she's adorable. 
But she's also like a pain my in my dog, ass. My puppy puppy back in the day when I was a kid. I had a puppy. And then she grew up. And then we gave her to somebody else because we couldn't afford her anymore. But that's besides the point. She's still doing well and good. But when we got her, she was left at our doorstep with a note. They, they left dogs all around the neighborhood. And apparently we were the only ones that kept the dog that was left at our doorstep. Oh, dang. Um, and the note... We saved that doggy. Hey, we did save that doggy. And the note said that they knew she was a Jack Russell, because obviously she was, because it's very easy to spot what a Jack Russell is. But, like, apparently they knew she was a mix, and they knew Jack Russell was one of the things that was in her, but she, they didn't know what else there was. <laughs> we know there was something else, but we don't know what it is. I mean, my dog before <laughs> Pepper was a beagle, and then she also had um, Basset Hound mixed into her, but we didn't realize it until, like, really, really, like, when she was growing, like, when she grew up and she was, like, much significantly bigger. Beagle was my working theory, because she had that sort of shape to her. By the way, uh, guys? Yes. Yo, I'm on the capturing rate for the Victini. Oh, nice. Goodbye, Giovanni. You are dead. I didn't even have to use shield first. For me, Giovanni, without having to use shields. I'd like to point out, just for the benefit of our listeners, the behind the scenes, the behind the scenes peek in that uh, earlier yeah. I invited Val to be on it. She uh, she said she would be playing Pokemon Go the whole time. I did. <laughs> did, did do you remember what I said, Val? Riley. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Final thoughts on Breeding Odin? Not really. Bell, I guess. Other than the fact that I do definitely think that it's worth it. If you're ever going to get into it, I, it is the most optimal uh, time to actually get into it. Honestly, yeah. It really is, because not only is it ridiculously easy to obtain being a thing, shiny charm, and everybody is breeding right now. Everybody is sending out uh, the uh, region exclusive Pokemon. So if you can't get your hands on a uh, different uh, region ditto, you can still get like a Japanese Haunter or something. Something that's not your region exclusive for breeding. It makes it so much easier. They knocked down the shiny uh, rate significantly too with Masuda method. Mm-hmm. I think isn't if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Sword and Shield has the best shiny rate currently. Or like actual like Pokemon games right yes. now. Yeah. Because if, if you're actually if you're thinking about it, Let's Go actually has the best rates just because of how you do it. But um for the purposes of actual main series games, yeah, it's Sword and Shield that has the best rates. Yeah. Yeah, I have a forum Ditto that's just sitting there ripe to be used for shit. It's just building up the patience to actually pursue something. It was actually uh, Robin from the MoCast, if any of you listen to the other stuff I'm on, that tossed me a foreign Ditto, which I'm very thankful for. And maybe I'll start actually using it soon. Yeah. I gotta get Robin on the show at some point, too. I gotta shoot her a DM, but that's, that's the point. Um... So I think it's about time to move on to the next segment, I believe.
I agree. I, I suppose right. it is. <laughs> Pepper agrees too. Oh, <laughs> so that was you hiccuping. No, that was Pepper barking. <laughs> Pepper barked. We got the approval. Of Pepper, so. Pepper said, "Next bit." All right, now it's time. Now it's time for Pokemon of the episode, and Gigi's not here, so I'm gonna take it away. Well, okay. Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon. All right, all right. We're, I'm gonna get it now. Uh, which which kind do you want? You want Pokedex entries or you want questions? You can do Pokedex entry. I'm down with those. Sure. How about Val? We need Val's opinion. Val's I'm, I'm Val's okay opinion. with I'm okay with Pokedex entry. <laughs> okay. Um. I just gotta choose a Pokemon real quick. Alright, I'm down with this one. The entries might be obvious, but whatever. I don't actually care that much at this point. Um, alright. Fucking, okay. That's still so many Pokemon. <laughs> you, you okay over there, Riley? Yeah, I'm good. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. All right. You, you one Pokedex entry here. Did you guess what Pokemon this is, everybody? Um, it's Heart Gold and Soul Silver Pokedex entry states, by allowing its cry to resonate in the hollow of its belly, it produces a captivating sound. By what allowing its sound to resonate in its belly? By allowing its cry to resonate okay. in the hollow of its belly, it produces a captivating sound. Ooh, I think I know what it is. Uh, you want to throw that guess out there? Is it a Dusk Noir? No. What? Alright, that's that's one of the... I think Jinji's doing three guesses combined now, so that's one of the three. Um... Um... Say it again? By allowing its cry to resonate in the hollow of its belly, it produces a captivating sound. I think I know what it is. Go for All it. All right, go ahead. Is it Cricketone? Hey, Val, you got it. Interesting. Because that is interesting. The Pokemon of the episode is uh, Pokedex number 402, Cricketune, the cricket Pokemon. All right. Um, yeah, I already read a Pokedex entry, so I just gotta pull up Smoke on. My next guess was gonna be Cricketon, so I was surprised that it was Cricketon. Cricketon, Smoke on. I should be more prepared, but hey, we we had a little snag in our <laughs> technical in our technology here today, so. Hmm. All right. Well, that's. Ridiculous. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. It's okay. It's alright, it's okay. One second, Smogon froze. God damn it, Smogon. Alright. He's not in Sword Shield. They they took him out, they deleted him. So in Sun and Moon, he's in PU. And apparently his most popular his only set, in fact, is a suicide lead. So how good is this Pokemon? It's a. Uh, <laughs> Oof. That the, sounds. The moves, yeah. 
It runs the moves Sticky Web, Endeavor, Taunt, and Bug Bite. The item fo Focus Sash, the ability Technician. Jolly Nature with 252 attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed. And basically only exists to set Sticky Web and maybe use Endeavor and Bug Bite to kill something. Huh. And that is Pokemon of the episode. And uh, that's also our show. I don't have a quiz for you today. Woo! So, sorry this episode's a little short, uh, there were some problems, and now I just don't want to fucking, I just want to end it before it happens again. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter, at Beard. I was about to ask, if you give me a second. <laughs> That's Odin with two ends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> quickly, before the monster ends. Quick, run. Do it. Well, I didn't know voting was done. I know he was laughing. I know he said Twitter, but I didn't know if you could plug his Twitch and stuff too. Twitch.tv slash BFGNG. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at LoneWolf8012 and on Twitch, chilling in Jinji's stream. Yeah, alright. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RallyTweets on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RallyStreams. Where I try to stream every day, and I sometimes have success, sometimes does do not. Um, there's uh, Pixel Plug Out of Fun is a podcast that exists. It's on all the podcast platforms, all of them, anyone you could possibly imagine. Um, and then there's the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, where you can find all the Riley podcasts that are not part of Pixels Media or another, or most side productions, I suppose, in the case of the MoCat. Um, that's at anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed or on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. And then there's Big Guy, Little Guy, but nothing's being uploaded there besides the largest issue right now because Andrew sucks. <laughs> so updates on that when they come. Alright, that's it. Oh, YouTube, Riley Brooks. I'm back on there now. I make videos sometimes. Uh, Mega Man X is coming out right now. I think the most recent... Uh, I think the last episode I recorded will come out the day this comes out, so... I have them scheduled to come out daily, the four episodes I did. So, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I've been Riley. I've been Odin. And I've been Vale. And we'll see you next time. And I just caught a Victini. Woo! Yay! Woo! What a beautiful ending. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye!